mama? anybody else a whole bunch of joy uh, i don't know it gives me joy i like hearing i, I literally tiny voices it. i dance to it every time boom, boom, boom. because even though we could totally just record our voices and edit it in at the correct time we every single time listen to our theme song and then try to press record right at the exact time and guess what every time we have to pull it on back because we waited too long because <laughs> we were like dancing we were like listening to reminiscent about wine I don't know. Anyway, hey everybody. Yeah, hey. Welcome to Go Ask Your Mom. I'm Alicia. And I'm Tiffany. And we're so happy that you're joining us for the second week in a row. <laughs> oh, well, they, they might be joining us for like the, I don't know, six But But we have recorded two times in a row. I'm proud of us. Oh, we're so great. A plus to us. That's right. We haven't missed one the whole year. That's so stay, cheesy. Stay tuned. How many, how many New Year jokes can we tell? A lot. Yeah, probably. Let's not do it, though. Okay. Okay. Um, so the girls went back to school this week. Praise be. As every <laughs> parent is saying right now, I feel like Christmas break was was too long. Actually, <clears throat> this year, we Excuse didn't. You. Sorry. You all right? A little, little tickle in my throat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year, we didn't have the girls very much over... Um, Christmas break they ended up going on a vacation with their dad and then um so really we had them for like not, not very not long. very long so we could have done another week because we didn't really have them much at all yeah so. but they were ready to go back and and they missed their friends and being in school and their teachers and I was gonna say they both really like their teachers well Phoenix really likes her teacher now that she switched classes but Maddox her teacher let's hope her old teacher was listening to this podcast what's up girl (laughs) I'm just kidding she wasn't Uh, but anyway they're they're enjoying school so that's I mean I feel like that's always a good thing I I know there are a lot of moms parents out there whose kids struggle to go to school struggle that my little brother was that person shout out Shout um, out. He didn't even finish high school. High school dropout. What, what? <laughs> uh, nobody approached him with that. He's really sensitive about that. Like, for real. Um, but, uh, you know, he's he's learning. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I know that a lot of a lot of kids struggle wanting to go to school, so I'm really thankful that Phoenix and Maddox love it. It's really nice. Um, and it's also nice, Tiffany and I have talked, like, that the girls are morning people. Oh yeah, they're they they wake up like I do in the morning, like which very, is Disney. They they wake up like Disney princesses. Very chipper. They're like they like open their eyes and be like, "Good morning," <laughs> and I'm like, "Stop talking, oh, stop talking." The mama bear, yeah, is real, yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so they went back to school. We, you know. Oh, we, and and Maddox's teacher reached out to me and told me that she's listening to this podcast. So. Hey, hey. And Maddox told me the same thing the next morning yeah, in the she car. She was like, excited. guess what? I said, what? She goes, my teacher tells me, told me that she listens to this podcast when she runs. I said, well, hopefully we can keep her interest, but <laughs> that's good. We'll that's see. Good. Shout oh, out. The shout out to Maddox's teacher. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, you know, that's the crazy thing is like, 
so many people tell us that they listen, they enjoy our podcast, and um, we really appreciate our listening audience oh, because yeah. you guys have pretty much all come back. I mean, our our downloads are up again, um, and so we're really, really thankful for you guys, hoping that, you know, you spread the word to <clears throat> others that you think would enjoy it because... We're just try- trying to be real. Just trying to corner the market to all of the people who are wanting to listen to a couple of lesbians talk about the fact that they don't know what they're doing in parenting. That's exactly right. Here in the South. Yeah. Or yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But specifically us, for us here in the yeah, South. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> so we appreciate you guys because we, we don't, we will never understand, um, but we are so grateful yeah. that you guys are here. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, anyway, back on topic. The girls went back to school. We were excited about that. Even though we only have them every other week, uh, it was time. Yeah. It was time. It was time. And <laughs> we, um, we always, uh, fill our week with fun things, sometimes less fun. And it always comes with some sort of challenge. So we've decided to add something into our podcast this week and and potentially moving forward if you guys like it. And if it makes sense. And if it makes sense. And um, this time we've decided to add some parenting wins and fails for the week. And I thought long and hard about my parenting wins and fails and I've decided I maybe didn't parent this week. I don't know. Did I parent this week? Yeah, you did. I didn't have any wins or fails. That's not true. It was just very vanilla for me. It might have been a vanilla week for you, but that doesn't mean you didn't have any wins or fails. It just means they weren't as big as mine. Lots of cuddles, but Alicia's got a couple for us. Holy mackerel. Let's start with the fail. Yeah, great. The fail? Yeah, don't you think we should start with the fail? Maddox's story? Oh, no, we should start with that. That's a fail. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, you know what? The other one's not even a win. It's just mutual ground. Okay, let's start with that one. Let's start with that Yeah, okay, all right, okay. So... Phoenix, right, she is our nine-year-old, and she is brilliantly smart, um, breathtakingly beautiful, and just a really good kid. But uh, she definitely has some preteen hormones going on. Um, It's pretty terrifying. It's like a glimpse into the teen years, Mm -hmm. um, and it's real scary. But um, Phoenix and I have a really... uh, This is going to be hard, because... I'm coming at it, right? I love Phoenix and Maddox as if they're my own kids, but I'm still their stepmom. Maddox, I don't think necessarily even really sees me like that. Sometimes she'll say that I'm her stepmom. It's because she's proud to have a stepmom. But she doesn't remember life before me. Phoenix doesn't really remember life before you either, but... but It's different. It's different. It is just different. different. Yeah, it's just different. Anyway, so me and Phoenix, we definitely have our struggles. um, And one of those things is that I call her out every time I feel like she's being disrespectful. Because like I said, she's she's got some preteen hormones. And a lot of times she doesn't really even catch that it's disrespectful. She doesn't think it's disrespectful. Um, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is that she, you know, has two different households, too. So, on top of two moms, she also still very much has her dad. Yeah. And so, parenting is different over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just like sure. it would be for anybody else. Um, and so, he's teaching her different lessons, and we're teaching her other lessons. And so, um, basically, Phoenix and I had an hour and a half conversation. Um, 
I say conversation because uh, Tiffany and her family have kind of opened my eyes to the fact that I don't necessarily want to spank our kids anymore. So I haven't done that in a long time. I think I talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, and so it was legitimately a conversation, but it was hard. It was it was challenging. And, and Phoenix is a um, little bit stubborn. Um, and she doesn't... Um, she doesn't back down and because she's nice she also doesn't really admit fault very much yep. and and so it it became very lengthy and naturally it was at night a school night and um we're trying to like axel screaming she's hungry but it's also back night. night but this conversation's too important like phoenix isn't backing down neither am i um it was kind of volatile for a minute i won't lie but I think that the things that you guys ended up uncovering um, became very mutually beneficial yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And it kind of shaped the rest of the week. Now, we don't need to delve into, like, no all the all details that. about the conversation. Because I do think that, especially Phoenix is to a point where some of those things are, are intimate. And, and she wouldn't want us sharing mm-hmm. all of those things. So we're going to respect a little bit of... of of her preteen privacy here. Um, but all this to say that I'm so thankful that you were so willing to have such a challenging and lengthy conversation, um, with, with her. And I know that even though she maybe didn't feel it in the moment, she is thankful now as well. And I, I do see even changes in your relationship just this week and the closeness of it and and kind of the openness that she's had to you well it's kind of crazy because i feel like for the past few months really phoenix is getting to the point where she uh, like like for instance when our whole big family is together she isn't necessarily wanting to play with all the cousins anymore she's oh, kind sure. of she she's... thinks she's older she thinks she's too cool um and not in a bad way that's just kind of where she's at right now and so she'll she'll come into whatever room you know I'm in if I'm like trying to calm Axel down or whatever and and just talk to me even here yeah and she'll come into the into the nursery <laughs> yeah well Madison and I were baking cookies for Christmas and Phoenix was like I'm just gonna go talk to Mama yeah <laughs> like she just oh, hangs okay. out so like our relationship has changed a lot yeah. it's beautiful and I and I love it um, but I, all I'm saying is from my perspective that conversation was really challenging in a, in several different ways. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm the biggest disciplinary in this house. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Um, and so doing that, not only in that way, but, um, as the stepmom for her, I, I just, I feel like a target sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and we talked about that. So Phoenix and I both were just really honest with each other and laid a lot out on the table. Um, and so, like you said, I think it was healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, there was some resolution there. You know, she wanted me to come into her room after you put her, you, you know, you tucked her in. Yeah. And I went in there and she was like, mommy did not tell me to tell you this. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I love you. And of course, you know, after Tiffany told her to like go to her room, start getting ready for bed, I took Axel and was feeding her in the nursery. And when I tell you that I just started sobbing, you know, um, and Tiffany came in and she was like, you did so good. 
And I just was like, did I? Like, I feel like a horrible mom. Mm. So I know that this right now sounds like a parenting fail, but this was my win for the week, guys. Like, <laughs> let's, wait, I really, really want to mention the fail because oh it is um, a hysterical conversation. For uh, so let me preface the way that I saw this uh, fail coming up, right? We're putting the girls to bed. Phoenix is in the girls' bathroom. I uh, went to the garage to get some of Phoenix's old clothes because Maddox is transitioning into that size and she needed some pants. And so I um, had gathered some clothes and came back to Maddox's room and I was putting away those clothes. And I'm going to let Alicia take over part of this story, though, because because you were there firsthand and I was overhearing it from the other room. I think that we have said this in this podcast before. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> All right? And that, that that goes for the audience, too. Okay? You guys can't be judging me. You guys can ride in with whatever stories you want. I won't judge you. Please don't judge me. Okay? All right. Um, okay. So, Tiffany's been trying to get the girls to go to bed for about 20 minutes now. All right? Um, Phoenix had to use the bathroom, so that's what she's doing. And Maddox at night is just an absolute wild child. When we say that she reminds us of where the wild things are, that's her. She's I love how you said at night, as if like the morning, or okay, the afternoon, okay. all the time. But lately, at night has been the absolute worst. Trying to get her to focus and go to bed and do the things that she needs yeah. to do to get ready for yeah. bed. Right? Yeah, so no, that's true. I'm on the couch feeding Axel, per usual, and <laughs> um, you know Tiffany's talking to her. And she's just been lollygagging all night long. So I see Tiffany come in from the garage, down the hall into the living room. And then I see, <clears throat> just a couple minutes later, not even a couple minutes, a few seconds. seconds later, Maddox walks into the living room from that same hallway, which our bedroom is down that hallway too, but so is the kitchen and the garage, whatever. And, she, and Maddox has been really into this huge scaring thing right now. She's like hiding and trying to scare people and thinks it's hilarious. Sometimes very effectively, yeah. I, I add. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I see her and she has, in, you know, from, from my memory, a mischievous grin. Okay? That's how I remember it. And, and in, my memory is and, perfect. And in Maddox's defense, her grin is obviously mischievous. Yeah, so... I, of course, looks that way. of course, like trying to back Tiffany up and be like, you know, you're taking forever. But instead I'm like, Max, what were you doing? And guys, I'm going to use my exact tone. Okay. <laughs> Max, what are you doing? And she says, nothing. And I said, what were you doing? I was going to the bathroom because Phoenix is going to the bathroom in ours. I said, I didn't hear the toilet flush. She said, I didn't flush. And at this point, tears are welling up in her eyes. And I'm like, you are lying to me. You did not go to the bathroom. And at this point, I'm in the bedroom and I go, I shouldn't go parent over her, right? Because this is something that we're, we're trying to stay in our lanes a little bit, support each other. and I wouldn't <clears> say stay in our lanes, but support each other. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so I'm like, you know what? She's got this. She's going to realize that this is hush, silly. Hush, 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 hush. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, no, you did not. And she's like, I did. And I'm like, come here now. Guys, I said it just like that. I'm sitting on the couch. Uh, she comes over in front of me and I said, if you are lying to me, you will get in more trouble than if you would just tell me what you were actually doing. <laughs> you hush your mouth right now and tell Sorry. the story. Anyways. And she's like, I am. I went to the bathroom. Like, she's crying. <laughs> crying for real now. Right. And I'm like, so if I go in, this is so bad. I'm like, so if I go in there, I'm going to see... Your pee in the toilet, right? Sorry, sorry, 
you know, pee's inappropriate, but that's why I said What? That. She's like, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Anyways. And she's like, yes! And then in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, she's like, but but then she says something that makes me think she's lying again. She goes, but it, you might not see it because it's kind of clear. And so I'm like. She's very well hydrated, guys. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. Well, well, did you wipe? And she's like, no, because then she thinks she's a troll for not wiping. She's six. And so, I'm like, let's go. Come on, I guys, I march. <laughs> I march into this bathroom because she's for sure lying to me. She did not go to the bathroom in our bathroom, and I use my last ditch effort to get her to confess the truth to me. And I say, Maddox, I have cameras in here. Should I just pull them up? And she goes, Yes. <laughs> And it was in that moment that I was like, oh, you done it now. And so I put Axel down. I pick Maddox up, who's crying so hard. She's taking her glasses off and put them in my hoodie pocket. I set her on the bed. And she's just reaching for a hug. And I hug her. She, I hug her and I'm like, Maddox, I am so sorry. I owe you an apology. And she goes, I'm sorry. And I go, no, no, that's that's not what that means. Do you know what that means? And uh, she goes, no. And I'm like, that means I say sorry to you. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, I am so sorry, baby. And I give her a hug. And then she then she says, but can you pull up the cameras to see? <laughs> and I was like, oh. Um, yeah, I don't have cameras in the bathroom. She's like, why would you say that? I'm like, because I really thought you were lying. I am so sorry. So here I got on to Maddox for lying. And I tried to get her to confess to this lie. By lying about cameras <laughs> in the bathroom. But my, my favorite part is like, Gosh. like really, really, what did you think she I was know, doing? What? Vandalizing this hallway. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I, I listen. In my defense, what? hopefully no men are listening. But I had just started my period <laughs> since having the baby. Right and like uh, I don't I don't know that's not an excuse. It was really it was just it was pretty terrible. It was a bad moment. It was, and Maddox is like, me and Maddox have a very special relationship as well, where I can just give her a look, you know, and she straightens up type of thing, and oh, it just she was so devastated that I didn't believe her, <laughs> and About she didn't want to be in trouble. <laughs> I just that poor kid, and then she came in the hallway. They they made up or whatever. She came into the bedroom because she was trying to go to bed, and I was in her room. <clears throat> and she was like, "Did you hear?" I said, "Yeah, baby, the part about the cameras." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, good times, good times. <clears throat> if you want to call them that. <laughs> Listen, looking back, it's funny, and Maddox is very forgiving. Like she's fine. She's she, good to go. She is. But, you know, luckily we only have those parenting wins and fails every other week. But we have ventured into full-time parenting since for the first time since we've been together. That's true. That's true. And today's episode, we are talking about um, Axel's journey to, to kind of get here. So Alicia's pregnancy and how the end of that went and um, the labor and delivery story. So... If you are not game for all of that, you can just skip on to the next episode next week. But um, for those of you who want to stick around, it's a story, let me tell you. Um, and as the only conscious person there for a little bit, 
Um, I'm going to tell parts of it. Alicia's going to tell parts of it. So, uh, so here we go. So, um, Alicia's, uh, pregnancy was going smoothly, really smooth. So great. I had a great pregnancy. I had a very mild pregnancy. Um, I didn't have really any sickness. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel super sluggish. She's like one of those women that you kind of want to punch in the face after having a not easy pregnancy. Yeah. Because, uh... Because she was literally glowing. Um, it really was great. Like, totally was thinking, oh, I could do this again for sure. So easy. But then in the end, uh, what, you got put on bed rest when? Uh, 30, 30 weeks, weeks? 32 weeks. Maybe something like that. Something like that. Um, and I think it was 30 weeks. And uh, because of... For hypertension. Yeah, hypertension. Um, Which I, I have never had bad blood pressure in my life. No. Um, even through cancer and through treatment, I had perfect blood pressure every single time. Uh, so the fact that I all of a sudden had hypertension was hard um, because that's when I did start feeling a little bit more sluggish, a little bit more tired um, and stuff like that. Like up until then I had felt great and then all of a sudden it was like... I don't, I don't feel 100%, but still wasn't, like, sick. I just was tired all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And then I think towards the end, you were just bored out of your mind. You were oh ready to do more, and, and they were like, no, really, you can't do more. Yeah, I wanted to be, like, one of those moms who walked and did all those things that you should do. And, well, if you couldn't do that, it's not that you didn't do something that you should have. I'm just saying, like, those things that we want to do, right, as as pregnant women like you want to do those things so it was a bummer that i couldn't do that yeah but anyway so we we went in thinking that we would try to make it to 37 weeks initially and then i feel like gosh the uncertainty of the end of pregnancy is just mind-blowing to me and i don't remember it being quite so difficult when i was pregnant with the girls but i'm sure it was but this time around, it just felt like just so many question marks, more than, than answers. Every time we went in, it was another question. Like, okay, let's let's try to make it to 37 weeks, and then we can take her because, because that's best for her. Okay, great. Then the next week, well, your blood pressure is going up really bad, uh, like really high now, and things are not looking great, and um, you're gaining all this water weight. And oh, yeah. We, and we gaining. know... And we know that it's water weight. Yeah. Um, I didn't because gain. Because of the swelling. I didn't gain hardly any weight with her at all until the very end. And then we knew it was water weight because I'm talking like eight pounds in a week. It was, yeah, it, it was, was a bad. lot. And it she was... wasn't eating anything. Yeah. Not really. And and so, and they could tell by the swelling and where right. they're putting which, pressure. Which I already have water. lymphedema just from cancer and everything. So I'm already always swollen, but it was much worse. It was bad. It was just, just like, you know, you understand you're swollen everywhere. And, and so as she was gaining water weight and, and the blood pressure was increasing, they were like, okay, let's try to make it to 35 weeks. Okay. Then we made it to 35 weeks. They're so like, okay, let's just. Well, then we went in for an anatomy scan. Because a my growth blood, scan. Yeah, because scan. My, my blood pressure hadn't gotten much worse. So we went in for, sorry, yeah, like a growth scan, and she looked fine. Her heart rate was still great. Uh, she was measuring 
perfect. Yeah, I think at she about was, five pounds. Yeah, five. Uh, if, uh, a little more. Five, five, six or something like that. Ten, I thought. Five, ten, something like that. Yeah, but still, it doesn't really matter. And so they were like, okay, let's just take it like two days at a time. So then we were going like every two or three days to the doctor, and and, and it got a little bit better. And so they did um, end up setting our, our date for mm-hmm. for the 1st of November, which put us at 37 weeks and one day. Yeah. Uh, we could have gone on Halloween, but we didn't want to have a Halloween baby. So, um, <laughs> the but the uncertainty of it was so hard at the end. Like, we okay, we for sure are going to make it to 37 weeks. Then it was like all of a sudden like, well, I don't think you're making it to 37 weeks. I don't think we'll, you're making it to this weekend, yeah, they we'll, said. Yeah, we'll be so. lucky. You know, and I did have to go in, I think, two or three times to get monitored in the hospital uh, just for my blood pressure at home spiking so high. Um, and every time she was totally fine and it didn't get bad enough to induce, obviously. So uh, we did make it to 37 weeks in one day. So we went in that morning. Super early, um, very excited, obviously, and I was, I obviously wanted to try to have her, um, naturally. Well, no, vaginally. I know, but I didn't want, people know what naturally means. No, naturally means with no medicine, and you wanted medicine. Oh, I for sure wanted medicine. See, they're different things. Okay. I wanted to try to have her vaginally, and, um... Even though I was terrified. But, so we went in, I... And she had been having contractions. Pretty I'd been steady in... contractions. She'd been in early labor for yeah. a uh, week? Yeah. Something like. Something six or seven days. Um, with with pretty consistent contractions. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we got in. <clears throat> I was having contractions. I was a little dilated, but not much. And so they went ahead and started the... What is it? Pitocin? Pitocin, yeah. Started the Pitocin. Um, I got my epidural, which I did awesome at. I was super scared about the epidural. Mm. She was a rock star. And then after she got the epidural, she was feeling great, right? As anybody who's had one knows. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, It was great. I was like, they were like, oh, you're having huge contractions. I was like, don't feel a thing. I'm a champ. They were literally not registering on the chart anymore. But I couldn't feel a thing. I was like, awesome. I got this. Um, anyway, and so then it was like the, the heartbeat monitors for her, the outside ones, they weren't staying consistent enough, like they were moving too much and everything. And so they did do the internal monitors. Yeah. So they like, they like stick it to her little head inside. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Um, I had not done that with either of the big girls, but, um, once they got it on there, it was probably... She, Alicia had been laboring all day long. Yep. All day. And our OB. It was like five at this time, yeah, I think. Our OB was so sweet, but she kept saying, you know, it's fine. We're, you know, we're, we're monitoring it. We're watching it. You know, we really need to think about, you know, what that growth looks like and if we really want to do that. And, and you know, we are taking her early, so we don't want her to be in distress or duress. or, And so um, once the heart monitor got onto Axel, and not just over the top, but like really on her head and they were monitoring her. They realized that at every contraction that Alicia was having, her heart rate was dropping, which 
it just means that we had to have a C-section. Yeah, it like, was dropping we, dangerously low. Yeah. I think it lasted maybe 20 minutes before they came in. They said, hey, it's not going to work. Yeah. And I wasn't dilating anymore. I was I was dilating, but it was super It was just slow. So slow. Because, slow. because really her body still had three weeks to go. Yeah. yeah you know, and so um, we thought when they said um, before, before 37 weeks hey we're gonna do this at 35 weeks you're gonna have a c-section so we had wrapped our head around the fact that yeah we had already come to terms with the fact that it was probably gonna be a c-section right and that's okay but i wanted to try and so i got to try yeah and so when they came in and they told us um it wasn't it wasn't a surprise it wasn't a shock and um they didn't have to pitch it super hard we were just like okay that's where we're at whatever is safest for the baby that's what we're gonna do right uh so so we started prepping. Yeah. So we started prepping. And um, it was a very cool experience for me because um, the other two girls were were born vaginally. So I had never been in like an OR for, for a birth of a baby. And uh, I got to like scrub up and like put on my little little hat net thing. I don't know. It was it was cute. It was fun. But uh, so, I was terrified. So, <laughs> so here's where I'll tell my, my perspective. Great. And then, and then you can come in. Okay. All right. So we get into the OR, whatever. They get me onto the table. They strap down my wrists and I think my ankles. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't see because, you know, they have it like. Yes. Knocked off or whatever. Knocked off. That means there was a One thing. <laughs> a blanket thing there. <laughs> One thing that I have been told by so many people who have had C-sections. One of those people being my sister-in-law. Um. Was like, if you do get to have a C-section, it's pretty cool because you get a baby in, like, two minutes. Like, super fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're in there, they cut you open, you get your baby, you're holding your baby, whatever. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, this is going to be fast, and I'll see her. Because I'm an anxious person, and so the end of my pregnancy was very hard. Well, first that of all. It's like the. What? understatement of the year yes yeah biggest understatement you've ever made yeah so i'm a i'm a, I'm a worry wart for sure and um even though i try to pray those worries away and give those up like i i'm pretty uh, clingy to them so <laughs> i clutch pretty hard i kind of white knuckle them anyway and so I, I was excited to just see her and make sure that she was okay and and you know move on and so anyway i'm on the table and um because i had already had an epidural they did not do a spinal tap. Uh, they like, can't legally yeah, they, do both. Right. You know? And so um, they they numbed me up really good. My OB, I just remember her being like, okay, you know, Alicia, I'm going to pinch really hard. You tell me if you feel anything. I didn't feel a thing. I was like, nope, you're good. Um, so they brought Tiffany in and yeah. um, they started. And at first it was like kind of like you feel pressure. It was kind of uncomfortable, you know. Um, but... Then I heard my OB say, okay, hold on just a minute. And I was like, what's going on? And then I felt an immense amount of pressure. Um, pain. Lots of pain. Yeah, not, not pressure. Pain. It was pain. So I remember <clears throat> starting to moan a lot. I was looking at Tiffany, I was super scared. And that's a that's about all I remember. Okay. So this is when they started giving her some pretty heavy drugs. Um at the request of our OB. Um 
And for us, what we knew at the time was not much. I stood up a couple times to be told to sit down because I was in the way, obviously. And so they didn't want me in the way. But from where I was, this is what I could see in the moment. There were two uh, nurses sitting on Alicia's chest, essentially. And then... Or one was doctor sales. One was doc yeah, one was the doctor, the other one was a nurse, and then there was another nurse on her legs. And so they were like on her, on her, trying to get this baby out. So um it was the longest moments of our lives waiting. And they just kept saying well, the the anesthesiologist was uh up near us, obviously controlling the medication and she just kept saying oh just a minute more just, just yeah, a i do remember that i do remember her saying just a few more minutes just but a few at more this minutes. point just a few more moments at like, this so point close. i'm crying and i can feel my body when i tell you it felt like they were lifting my body off the table from just it was awful like it was terrible. It was the worst feeling. And so, and I do also remember, um, I do remember my doctor continuing to say, okay, Alicia, are you okay? Are you okay? And I do remember the nurse saying, I know, honey, you're, you're doing so good. You're doing so good. That's literally all I can remember. So here's what happened. Um, ROB cut. And when she did, like she like very basic, right? When she did, um, she realized that the way that Alicia was tilted didn't give her visual of the baby. And so she had to cut more. She cut down just a smidgen. She realized that wasn't gonna work. And she immediately, Axel immediately punched her arms out of Alicia's stomach. So she was facing up, like her head was down in in her um, her vaginal canal, like she was supposed to be, but her face was up. So instead of instead of down, the doctor called it sunny side up. Sunny side up, right? So her arms come out. You can't pull a baby out by their arms. Um, <clears throat> so they ended up having to cut Alicia both horizontally and vertically to get this baby out, and large cuts <clears throat> she was lodged like i said in her her vaginal canal she was stuck behind um like parts of alicia that weren't supposed to be where they were like it was she was very much lodged she so was stuck. she was she was very stuck and so not only did they cut her apart in two different directions but they had to have somebody come in and assist vaginally as well pushing her out that way um so that she would come out of the stomach and once she did come out she didn't cry because she was in duress um she wasn't breathing the way that she was supposed to be breathing she was very small and um and uh alicia was not doing well at this time rob was very loudly and forcefully telling the anesthesiologist to sedate Alicia. And I shouldn't have been in the room, full transparency, because it just went so terribly so quickly. 
um, we were very, very thankful for OB in that moment because she um, had obviously become a, a, a friend of ours and um, worked very hard um, to get them both out of this situation alive. And as dark as that sounds, like, quite frankly, it, it could have gone the other way easily. And so um, Alicia is being sedated and the baby is, is being taken away and they're telling me that I need to come with Axel. And I just look at the anesthesiologist and I say, is she going to remember, like, talking about, about Alicia? And, and she says, oh, no, 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 she's, she's, she's out. They gave, her, they gave her ketamine, but then on top of the ketamine, they gave her, um, like, sedation, sedation as well. So she was really um, going to sleep. They tried to show Alicia the baby, um, and she just looked at me. Do you remember any of it? I remember saying, I can't see her. Mm. That's all I remember saying. She said, I can't. I tried really hard to focus on she her. She did. And her eyes were like moving back and forth. Alicia's wearing. And she says, I can't see her. And she goes, I don't know where. I don't know what. And I was just like, it's okay, baby. It's all right. I couldn't even talk. She yet. couldn't speak. And she couldn't remember anything. Well, I, that can mean I had hallucinations for sure. I mean, I remember trying to come to. I normally, I come out of sedation super quickly just based on my past surgeries and stuff um I usually come out super fast and with no issues and I remember laying there and like looking up at the ceiling but the ceiling was playing cards and they were cocoa themed and naturally um like cocoa hot chocolate or cocoa no cocoa like Halloween like cocoa the Disney movie oh like sugar skulls type nice. design okay. on them and there was music, and they were like moving around. That's terrifying, love. But I remember thinking, like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna wake up. Like, I don't think I can make. I can't. I can't sift through this and wake up. Like that was oh, in my head. I was like, how do I get out of here? So, and, yeah, it was, it was real scary. So I went to um, recovery with Axel to see if we could keep her out of NICU, um, just kind of see what what she needed while I left. Um, Alicia in the OR in the very more than capable hands of our very kind and and, and important friend our OB mm -hmm. so, um, I do remember looking for you and not seeing you oh baby so uh, in the in the recovery room Axel she did um, she was she was breathing the wrong direction or or her lungs weren't working the way that they were supposed to, and um, she was retracting. And so um, they put her in heat like they were supposed to, and they um, they kept telling me that they needed her to, to eat. Um, and Alicia hadn't quite decided what, what kind of feeding option she wanted to do, maybe try a little bit of both and just kind of see how it goes from there. And they, they were like, how adamant is she? Because we can go put her on her. And I was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. She's laying cut apart on the OR table. So I fed her. And after I did, it's like she just needed some physical contact because as soon as we had a little skin to skin and um, she ate, she started breathing and she... Um, her color changed and, um, and she, she pulled through. So she did not have to spend any time 
in the NICU, which was wonderful. But huge blessing. A huge blessing. And I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for, for Alicia to come back. And um, finally our OB came in and she talked to me. She gave me a, a giant hug and um, told me, obviously, that Alicia's okay and that she was about to come in and... Um, everything kind of ran together after that but here's she told me the story about what what happened because obviously we couldn't see under the curtain um but a basic um c-section is supposed to be from cut to baby is supposed to be like seven seconds they told us and alicia's was seven minutes before they got that baby out ten. Oh, ten. Ten uh, minutes that's out what, that's what our ob told me it yeah sorry. ten minutes to get axel out Mm. and then um and then an hour an hour and 20 minutes to get you put back together um but when when you came in i won't ever i won't ever forget that like when i came in yeah back into the recovery room it's like i could breathe again mm, yeah Ugh, it was well let me tell you what happened in the OR. <clears throat> Because at this point I'm waking up. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was waking up when they were stapling me. That's that's when I woke up. And uh, our doctor said just a few more. Um, and I said, my wife, Tiffany, is she okay? Naturally. And <laughs> after being cut apart on the table, I heard my doctor me. say, I told you guys. And the nurse said, she's fine. You need to worry about you. <laughs> Like that. And then, of course, I was like, how's the baby? Is the baby okay? Yes, the baby's fine. And then she apologized for I said, crying I out. said, doctor, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for being so loud. And I tried really hard not to be a baby. And she said, stop it. <laughs> she was like, D I told you guys she was going to apologize. And she was like, do not apologize. You did awesome. And the anesthesiologist was wonderful. And she was like, good job, sweetheart. You did great. And um, everybody was really encouraging. So... It was it was good, yeah. So she did get to uh, meet the baby after that and in recovery and held her a little bit and um, I don't know that you remember any of that. I really don't. No, I, really I didn't imagine. That's okay. I didn't imagine. And they they told me that you won it and um, you know I did. Wait, I met her in recovery. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. Are you serious? Those pictures are in recovery. Those ones that. Oh, I had no idea. Later. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so uh, I had gone out and given an update to our family a little bit while I was while I was waiting, and they were testing Axel for some things before Alicia had gotten back there, and and kind of gave him the the update in person, and um, came back, and and that's when Alicia had get had, was able to come back in. But um, gosh, it was just we took a couple of minutes, and then. They wheeled her to the thing, and we we found out that that she had internal um, staples and stitches, and external stitches and staples and glue, and glue. And, um, and that it was very extensive. Yeah, very extensive. And they pretty much told her that she needed to not move. I did. I have officially won the award, though, uh, from for our particular OB as part of C-section. Hardest to retrieve. Yeah. Yes, because obviously there are situations that don't end well, and those are those are always going to take 
the top as yeah, far as sure. hardest. But yeah. Um, but but Axel um, gave everybody fits, and then the big joke was that she she was so tiny that she shouldn't have been stuck. Axel was um, 5'11". And we later were informed that she had stopped growing in utero at 35 weeks. So right after that growth scan, she stopped growing. Um, because her placenta was was sick. And we, we knew that. That's I mean, why that's we, part of what the hypertension is. Yeah, I mean, is. We, that's why we were going every two or three days. But she ha- was not in any um, Duress danger. Until, yeah, until I was going to say until. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so she... Uh, Axel came to the room with us, and, and, and everybody just got to come to the room and, and see Lisa. But I don't know that she remembers much of anything that happened that, that night. They, I tried to scoop people out as nicely and as quickly as, as possible, as much as I wanted to sit there and visit. I um, I had never been through something as traumatic as that, and I'm sure that um, the Alicia hadn't been either. Our dog is snoring. We're having to wake her up. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember any of that, but... Um, what was really shocking to me, Tiffany had obviously been taking pictures and about a month ago, she showed them to me and of course they're live so I could watch them. And one of them is when they put Axel next to me, like on the OR table. And I can, when I play the live, I can see my eyes going back and forth, just trying really hard to focus and... I look terrified. Um, and I think my OB said at one point that I was writhing so bad that my leg fell off oh, yeah, it out did. of the restraint and off the table. It did, and she had to call another person over by name. I could remember the name even that she called to, to get that leg back up on in place so that she could get this kid so out. So it was but. bad. But anyway, so like that kind of flooded some of those memories back and I was like oh my gosh and then and there's a video too that I took of of like Alicia's face when I assumed that they were pulling the baby out which which is when they were pulling the baby out in hopes that we would catch like I wanted to catch like oh her face when we heard her first cry and and the reality was there was no cry and so it was it was scary. You can hear them talking in the background just a little bit about, oh, she's not crying. And, well, you, know, you can hear me say, she's not crying like that mm. on the live. Yeah, it's, it's, it. they're heartbreaking videos. Now looking back at them and knowing that everybody came out the other side and we're all, we're all here and stronger for it. But like, it's fine. It's fine to watch them now, but it was it was definitely it was terrifying. It was a really traumatic. Moment. It was very traumatic. And then, naturally, two days oh, we got to we got to leave the hospital, mm-hmm. and then, and when we left, uh, Axel was five seven. Right, because the baby's losing. I mean, you that's know, natural, but like she was just the tiniest thing. She's she was dog. so small, and um, even still, she's small, but we think she's so big. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, we get home and, and we're like hanging out and doing her like little wound care checks and um, her incision opens up. So uh, that was fun. We went back to the doctor and um, she was like, well, we're going to, 
She's like, you can try. She, we she tried was... dressing it one day, and it kept that way for two weeks, and then it was like, it's just not healing. And she did that for me because I had straight up PTSD from the delivery. I mean, I've never had... Even getting her back in the car to just go see ROB was hard. I've never had um, PTSD before, and I've always been a very good patient. Um, but I was pretty wrecked after the delivery, and so... Um, I ended up having to go to the wound clinic, and I went there for for four weeks every single week. Um, and shout out to them because if you so nice, uh, we all hope we hope here at Go Ask Your Mom Podcast hope that you never have to go to the yeah. wound care clinic. But if heaven forbid you do, they're so nice. You're in good hands. They're, they're awesome. so kind there. We told them about my PTSD, and when I tell you that they were just amazing about it, like, mm-hmm. they were just like, hey, if you need us to stop, you tell us to stop. If you're uncomfortable, we will wait. Like, they were, they were awesome. Anyway, I got cleared literally just last week. No, two weeks ago. Was it just last week? I think it was last week. Holy cow, time flies. Um, yeah, I, just last week I finally got cleared and everything's closed up and I'm finally done healing. And she can like shower like a normal human now. And I'm it's pretty done awesome. healing is the biggest thing. Like it was just I the know. longest process. It was such a lengthy process. And now we feel like we can talk about it and kind of put it to bed mm-hmm. and we won't forget. But um, in our obese speech, she's like... You know, we we have a good plan for if you ever want to do it again. Like, your body's capable of doing it again. And all I can think is, you know. Yeah. No. Like, up until delivery, I, I 100% was like, I could do it again easy. Yeah. So easy. Like, um, but yeah, not anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Axel was our missing puzzle piece, so we got her. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's huge now. She uh, went to her two-month appointment, and she weighed in at a whopping 10-3. 10-3. I'm pretty sure that our nephew was bigger than that at birth. Yes, but, um, he was. That's fine. He was 10-5 at birth. So when people came and, and saw her when she had come home from the hospital and wanted, they were like, I don't know that I can hold her. She's just so small. And we were like, what are you talking about? She's like, she's uh, huge. She's, she's so big. She's grown so much. <laughs> she's yeah. so big. And they're like, no, she's like really small. <laughs> uh, and even still, people will stop us and be like, was she a preemie? I'm like, that's, it's kind of weird that you know it that. It literally happened in Minnesota. Somebody's walking next to me and was like, how old? I was like, eight weeks. And she was like, preemie? I was like, how'd you know that? She's like, my son was a preemie. I can call him from a mile away. I'm she like, actually said her son was a micro preemie? The lady in the hallway? Yeah, didn't she say you, micro preemie? No, she just said preemie. Oh. You weren't there. You were wheeling my dad in a wheelchair up ahead of me and my mom. I could hear. I oh, have ears. sure. <laughs> that's a surprise to me. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, by the way. In a completely unrelated note, if you know where I should get a hearing test done, <laughs> that would be ideal because I literally cannot hear anything anymore. So anyways, guys, that's the story of our Axel Jane and how she came, made her her grand entrance. At a whopping 5'11". That's right. Dramatic as can be. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she knew she was coming into a family female she's like listen to this drama <laughs> she's um she absolutely loves her sisters her sisters are over the moon for her um i think phoenix you know we had talked last year in our podcast just about some worries that phoenix had about life changing and mm-hmm. i think she realizes um that nothing has changed really other than the fact that the baby cries um, but we still, we run all over the place and, and everything's fine. And, and so she seems to have settled in with her 
for the most part. I mean. Yeah. And they want to they want to come on and and talk a little bit too about Axel and their journey and um and so maybe we'll put a little segment in next week. We hadn't really kind of yeah. talked about it yet, but um we'll see stay tuned stay tuned for an interview with the big girls about the baby girl. So um yeah, I guess that that's uh wraps it up. That kind of is her whole little journey there. She's I, I think we'll eventually do an episode on how you and I are handling transitioning to full-time parents since being together or like the fact that i mean guys maddox slept through the night starting at two weeks old so i haven't done that's weird though yeah that's not normal maddox i mean stinking phoenix was like 19 months old so don't think that i got off easy like i remember um but it was such a long time ago like for me from when i was not sleeping Mm mm-hmm um, and the transition this side of 30 is, uh, harder. Yeah. By a so lot. we'll, we'll do a part, we'll do one of our episodes, talk about just the hardships of that, um, about how we are keeping, um, our, our marriage sacred, I guess. Like, you know, how we're making sure that we still are each other's touchstones. Yeah. But we got to do something lighter next week. Yeah. It won't be next some, week. Some light. This was episode. a heavy episode. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, so let's... Thanks for sticking around. That was a heavy old episode, guys. It was guys. long. I didn't intend for it So, um, what did you ask your mom? Oh, um, Max asked us something this week, but gosh, it's heavy too. Yep. All right, one more heavy thing for you before we, before we get out of here. So, as I've said on the podcast, I am a, a Christian. I have a really strong faith, and, um, we have you know, started to pass that down to our kids and talk to them about it when they ask questions and stuff like that. And, um, anyway, Maddox, we asked her if you could be lactose intolerant or diabetic for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Like if you could pick which one you didn't have your whole life. Cause and, we, had, well, it's because we had talked about how you can outgrow right. some of that lactose intolerance. Right. Right. So that was the question she said, Hmm, I think, I would choose to be lactose intolerant for the rest of my life, not diabetic. And we're like, yeah, good choice. And then she said, and I'm going to try not to cry, um, but she goes, yeah, like, maybe if I prayed for, like, a year, God would take it away. If I prayed every day for a year. Every day for a year, maybe God would take it away. And then she said, but when I was a baby, I didn't know how to pray, so now I have it. As if it's some sort of punishment. And as if, like, it's so hard when you're teaching... I'm sorry, I'm kind of for sure going to cry. It's but okay. When you're teaching your kids about faith and, like, you know, God can move mountains and he can do all these things. And when they talk about something that affects them on a daily basis um, and how... That faith like a child. Maybe if I just prayed every day for a year. Knowing that that won't work. And how do you explain that? How do you talk about that? You know, it's just, it's a hard thing. And so that was pretty heartbreaking. Um, We might have silently cried in the front seat on the way home. (laughs) Of course, I kind of, I just said, you know what though, Maddie? God knew that somebody strong, you know, had to take that. and, And he knew that you could handle that. 
and you know that's kind of how it ended yeah. and she, she was takes like it she said too. she goes because i'm brave and i was like that's right baby you are brave <laughs> but i mean who that was a yeah that was difficult to hear mm-hmm. every every couple years maddox throws something <laughs> something at us heartbreaking about diabetes yeah. that we just just sets us Crying Crying again, yeah. But, yeah. Golly. Okay, on the next episode of Go Ask Your Mom, maybe we'll do something funny and light again. Oh, we will. Don't worry about it. Don't don't you worry about it. Don't you worry, you're pretty little. It'll be so funny. We're going to make up for all this hefty this (laughs) week. hilarious. You have my stress ball. Give me that. Oh, sorry. I was playing that. We have um, all the fidgety things on the desk here. <laughs> but so I have a can... silent one that I've been playing with this whole time. And all of a sudden, I was like looking on the desk and she's, she's got it. I don't think this that one's That one's not quiet. silent. Listen. Shh, listen. Ooh, AS- Ew! Ew! <laughs> a little ASMR for you guys. No! Have you seen those? Oh, gosh. Where they're I like, hate those. Where they're like, <laughs> let me tell you something funny. <laughs> let me end with something funny. Uh-huh. Go tell them. Yes, I'm going to. Go tell them. We can't end on that because we haven't said what we asked our moms. Uh, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, Do not expose me. Now you have to because I made a big deal. You did it. You did this. At least she likes to save TikTok videos of people eating things. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. It is so gross. That sounds oh, real fetishy, but that's not it. No, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> stop. It's. First of all, no, I'm not going to say that because that probably makes it weirder. What did you want to say? It's not like their whole face or like, it's just their mouth. Extra weird. Okay, but, and it's candy or like vegetables. That didn't make it better. No, but that's, I just like the way they sound, first of all. And second of all, I want the candy. (laughs) I'm serious. Do you know how much research I've done on trying to find the stinking candy that they're eating in these videos? A lot. That's true. And, and you know what? She showed it to our kids, and they like it too. That's maybe, right. Maybe it's, because, it's me. Maybe I'm the weird one for not. Because not it. all of them sound good. Like some of them are like that, where you're like, "Ew, that's disgusting." But then some of them, you're like, "Oh, that's that's a satisfying." Crunch. I have yet to see find a single one that I'm not. That's like, not close true. your mouth. <laughs> all right, cool. So there's that. Uh, okay, well, what'd you ask your mom this week? Um, I sent her a picture of Axel's hair when it was wet from spit up all on the back of it. So gross. <laughs> Okay. But also true. Um, and it was like super wavy. And I was like, I think Axel's hair is going to be wavy. And she was like, maybe. And I was like, what do you mean? Don't you think it's going to be wavy? And she was like, I mean, I hope so. That would be cool. I asked her that. And then <laughs> randomly, I asked her <laughs> if she knew about Woodstock 1999. Yeah, we watched a, a documentary. What was it on Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix. It's called Trainwreck. Woodstock 99. And if you're into documentaries, um, we enjoyed this one, but it is it's intense. hard to watch. Um, yeah. Yikes, guys. Woo. She didn't remember. And then I told her about the uh, documentary and she was like, I might have to watch that. She'll never watch it. No. She's listening. Mom, you haven't watched it. You're not going to. It's okay. Uh, My mom's you... also listening. Mom, you, yeah, Valerie, you probably watch should it. watch it. <laughs> You'll like it. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't believe I didn't know about it. But it it was it was hard to watch. It was hard to, to think. You know, when you think of like, Woodstock in the 60s, right? You all think about peace, peace and, and love. And, and this was, like, was definitely no, not. No, this was like, we're going to riot. Well, also the music in, in 1999, very different than the music It was like Limp Biscuit. I've never even heard of that person. Like, I've never heard of this corn 
Who are these people? Who were you listening to in 1999? How old were you in 1999? I, I was eight, so I, I was not listening to anything other than country because anything other than that was devil music. <laughs> I was listening to devil music. I'll never forget when I walked into my brother's bedroom. He was there with his friend. Shout out to Lammy Cooper. And Shout out. I They were listening to pop music, and I cried like a baby. And I was like, Eric, you are going to go to hell. So upset. Like, I thought legit. I literally thought he was sinning. Like I was like, this is terrible. But this is awful. Country music. So I was listening to country in '99 for sure. Uh, because that's a Lord's music. You know what I remember about uh, music in 1999? First of all, shout out to all the people that listened to. Now that's what I call music one. Or whatever, because that was like in 19, maybe 1999. Was it? I feel like it. Maybe not. I could be wrong. But um, I remember there was this like big controversy about um, NSYNC, NSYNC or, or Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys. Yeah. And all I kept thinking was, why does anybody care? I'm all about the Spice Girls. Spice Girls! I know it! <laughs> Gay? Anyway. <laughs> anyway um, what did I ask for? My mom... Um, sent me some pictures this week of some bathing <laughs> suits. So funny. <laughs> um, and they're really cute little two-piece bathing suits. But my mom's delirious about the number um of pounds that this body has in it oh, because gosh. I can't, I cannot wear a two-piece bathing suit. You could. You look point. so good, babe. Thank you, honey. You have to say that. No, I feel it. <laughs> no, I feel strongly. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, anyway, so I asked my mom. I said, Mom, are you delirious? And she was like, you look so cute. And you so would. I decided that she might be. She might be delirious. Mm. Um, but also, they were really cute. I might want to order one. I don't know. Hard to say. Up in the air. Might do it. And that that brings us to the end. I'm uh, Listen, a lot of you guys listened last week. I've got proof. And nobody wrote in to tell us what they asked their mom or what their kids asked them or what you asked your kids. And, and I, so our I know, content is just us. Yeah. Y'all need to throw some stuff out. Um, we want interaction. We yeah. like you guys. That was weird. Was that weird? No. We like them. Well, then there was an awkward silence because you didn't add anything. Well, I didn't know you're what to say after to, you're, that. you're supposed to add on. You're like, why do you think you're here, Tiffany? you got to talk. <laughs> they don't know what you're doing. Oh, Put that fidget down and focus. At Sorry. this point, it's been far too long of a podcast episode. And, and we're late. delirious because we Wait, have a is newborn. It late? Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. That's late. It's late for us. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys have a super... Great week, and don't forget to write write in, write in something, something that you asked your mom, or your mom asked you, or your kids asked you, or, or you, you thought was funny, or, or something, something, something we should talk about. I don't know, just write something. Yeah, in. tell us a topic that you'd like us to cover in a future episode. We got tell us about your uh, how weird you think that Alicia's TikTok food fetish thing mm. is. <laughs> hey guys, hey, uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for sitting down with us for an hour to listen about Sweet Axel's story. We appreciate you guys. This is us signing off. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.